Hey, guess what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan. Welcome to Making Kayfabe, the podcast that rebooks wrestling's biggest missed opportunities. My name is Bryce, and boy, have I got a hell of a natural disaster to cover today. Anyway, speaking of disasters, I'm of course joined by my co-host Dylan. Dylan, how are you today? That one really hurt. That was too much. Are you feeling a little bit under the weather? That really got me. Are you feeling stormy? I'm very... Oh, there's a storm going on, let me tell you. I mean, a lot of high winds, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm really feeling like... What do you call it? I feel like like a tornado. Like a tornado. Yeah, but not quite a tornado. If only there was an alternate name for a tornado. That's how I would feel right now. That's that's actually perfect because today we are actually covering, and I'm I'm proud to admit one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And I'm going to say this right now: I fucking love the Hurricane, not the Tornado. He's one of the coolest professional wrestlers ever. You know, when when young preteen Bryce was growing up, the Hurricane was the absolute favorite because I, I really started getting into wrestling around the time that he was feuding with The Rock, which we'll get into in just a moment but yeah what, what do you think about the hurricane Dylan? was he was he on your radar at all i was aware of him yes i he would have been around yeah he was the hurricane while i was watching wrestling and hmm. at first i'm like because you know deep in kayfabe as it was back in the day in 2001 i'm like who are all these jerks from the invasion hmm. coming over here to my wwe program WWF <laughs> at the time it was wwf at the time i'm like i just want to watch you know, the road dog and Scotty Duhati. I want to see all these other guys. I don't care about Mark Jindrak or the Hurricane. Look at this guy. He's dressed up like the Hurricane. Uh, you don't see any of that goofy shit on, on the WWF roster, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, there was pl- obviously there was plenty of goofy shit there, but, you know. Um, so I was like, ah. You bitch. just mentioned Scotty Duhati and the road dog. <laughs> exactly. Say, I give shit. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. The road dog. <laughs> he was the most serious person oh, so serious so so serious Lance Storm was like dude you gotta lighten up <laughs> you got problems dude um, so yeah I was aware of the hurricane but it wasn't until like you know after the invasion where I kind of really took a look at him and I was like boy this guy's fun you know he does some good moves he's entertaining guy can cut a promo you knew what he was doing I liked his tag team with Rosie even oh, though oh yeah you know, S-H-I-T. yeah, they're not not the classiest of, of comedy, but like that was fun. Those guys worked well together. Um, and then later on, I liked his uh, his heel work whenever he turned and he was no longer the hurricane. Gregory Helms. He took the mask off. It was me all along. It was Sheen Helms or Gregory Helms, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> both are, both are actually his name. His, his real name is Gregory Sheen Helms. So, you know, they're oh. both the same guy. Yeah, there you go. Oh, see, I'm learning, and I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot more about the Hurricane in this episode. It's actually funny, it's funny you mention that, because I've actually got a little catch-up on the Hurricane, if you are prepared to hear it. I'm so ready. Alright, let's jump into it. Let's do a catch-up on the Hurricane. Gregory Shane Helms made his wrestling debut in 1991. I bet you didn't know that one. I didn't. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Are you serious? That's a long time ago. Yeah, it was, it was 17. Um, See, but, look, you like, know, I've seen his stuff in like WCW and that's like, you know, late 90s. Come in there. Would have been the late 90s, early, like, yeah, 99 or 2000, I think. And I'm like, well, he looks really young here, you know? Yeah. That was that was what seven or eight years after his debut, uh, yeah. but he debuted at the age of seventeen. So you know he's still mid twenties when he when he when he was in WCW. But but yeah, he, he got his start uh, wrestling around kind of various independent shows in the North Carolina era. Most notably in the early years of his career, he wrestled in the Organization of Modern Extreme Grappling Arts, aka Omega, uh, which was the backyard promotion founded by a young Matt and Jeff Hardy. After after leaving Omega, he would then head to NWA Worldwide, where he'd form a faction called the Bad Street Boys with Joey Mercury, <laughs> Joey Mercury, Shannon Moore, and Christian York. Good God! But yeah, in 1999, as you said, he was picked up by WCW, and he was introduced as a member of an evil boy band called Free Count. Yeah, I remember uh, that. That was oh yeah. uh, great times. Great, great times. There was two, that's like there's two other members in Free Count. Dylan, can you name them? Oh shoot, who else was it? Oh, was it um, what do you call that guy? Uh, Shannon Moore was yeah. one of them. 
and who was the other one? Evan Courageous? Yes, well done, well done. Shannon Moore and Evan Courageous were the other two members in Free Count. And notably, in February 2000, the, the most February 2000 WCW thing happened when, <laughs> Free Count, when Free Count won the WCW Hardcore Championship. Yes, all three of them won in that single belt. But thankfully, though, they were defeated for the Hardcore Championship by fat fuck Brian Nobbs, restoring order in the world. Can I just, I don't know if you, you're going to explain this bit in the in the history, but I remember there was a match with it was like a it was like a six man tag team ladder match so mm. like i think it was like three on each side the young dragons versus um yes are you, you know so it but the it's a ladder match so the winner there's two things on the ladder <laughs> one of them is like three counts gold record album <laughs> and the other thing is like a, a light heavy or cruiserweight championship opportunity right right so like, and then they they have to and they and it, it doesn't make any sense because like first of all why was the record up there and then second of all if it's a, if you win a, a shot at the cruiserweight championship why is it a tag team ladder match? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably around the same time because like he'd actually uh, yeah he'd, he'd be in free count and amongst you know Tank Abbott's addition to the group and their feud with the Young Dragons as you said so you know. Uh, and the group basically disbanded when he, believe it or not, ended up winning the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, so, so, I think because which, of that match, because he it, won it, the. It might actually have been actually yeah. You might you might be right. That that would have uh, that would make that all ties in. But but yeah, he, he lost it to Chavo Guerrero and uh, and then won it back from Chavo Guerrero just before the WWF bought out WCW in two thousand and one, which made him the final official WCW Cruiserweight Champion. A pretty cool fact that I wasn't even aware of until I've researched that. He was brought into the WWF in 2001 so that he could lose a Cruiserweight Championship to Billy Kidman and then shortly afterwards started his hurricane gimmick due to his uh, personal love of comic books and superheroes. He became European champion on his first night as Hurricane Helms, which lasted until he ran into Big Bastard Bradshaw. He then <laughs> leaned into the gimmick and got himself a sidekick, Mighty Molly, which was, of course, who, that one? Hardcore Holly. Yeah, <laughs> Hardcore Holly, you're right, yeah. <laughs> It was Molly Holly. It was Molly Holly, not hardcore. Not hardcore Holly. It was one of the Hollies. I knew it was in the family. Was, you were close. Yeah, you're in the same bloodline. So nine-year-old Bryce had the the biggest crush on Mighty Molly at the time. Uh, she was a she was a very pretty lady. Still a looker. Yeah, still a looker. So, yeah, when he was in WBF, he'd won a few championships along the way. Uh, hardcore title at WrestleMania 18. Uh, losing losing it later that night to that witch, Molly Holly. Uh, God, I hate her. But she's so hot. She's, yeah, but she's so hot. He then won the, the Cruiserweight Championship by beating our boy, Tajiri. And uh, even won the Tag Team Championships with Kane as the Hurricanes. Uh, just yeah. absolutely top drawer creativity and wit with that name. And then in 2003, and this this is where we're going to refocus. Uh, sorry, this is where we're going to focus our rebooking today. He started feuding with The Rock, and this like not not a word of a lie is just one of my favorite feuds ever in pro wrestling. The Rock did like so much as a heel to put Hurricane over, and and he did it in the best way. You know, I, I used to watch clips of the you know, his feud all the time, where where Hurricane would like come into the Rock's dressing room, and, and the two would interact. And I think I think this did a lot to build Hurricane's character and, and get the fans behind him. Like, what one example is the Rock ripping into Hurricane and saying that that there's there's not a superhero in the world who couldn't beat the Hurricane. Uh, and the Hurricane replies saying, "You know, I know one superhero who I could definitely beat: the Scorpion King." Uh, Scott Scorpion King, of course, not a superhero, but that's not the point. It, it got a big pop from the crowd, and uh, you know, it was it was rare at the time to see a guy who was effectively a mid carder standing up to you know a megastar like The Rock. They, they had a mini feud for a while, as a side act to The Rock's you know quote real unquote feud with Steve Austin, which was a lot of fun. It culminated in a match on the March 10th, 2003 Raw, where Hurricane beat The Rock, thanks to a distraction from Stone Cold, but that, that doesn't matter. The Hurricane got the biggest win of his career. But but after he beat The Rock, not a whole lot happened. I, I watched the Raws after just to make completely sure, and like the week after, he faced the undefeated Rodney Mack in a match. And they mentioned undefeated quite a lot, by the way. But like Rodney Mack and his manager Teddy Long uh, actually approached The Rock backstage. Teddy Long showed The Rock the cover of the latest WWE magazine, which had the Hurricane on it, to kind of 
further embarrassing for the loss. And they effectively said, like, you know, don't worry, I'll take care of that pesky hurricane for you. Anyway, the, the match happens. Rock interfered to attack Hurricane, leading to Rodney Mack being disqualified, which technically means his undefeated streak comes to an end, right? But no, never mentioned. Anyway, The Rock crotches Hurricane on the crowd barrier, literally punches him in the dick, and then hits him <laughs> with a few chair shots. <laughs> That's my Rocky. That's classic Rocky. Always going for the cocky. There we but... go. That's a joke. <laughs> Next week, there was a Rock concert, uh, i.e. Oh, the Rocking concert. That's... They are not doing well with this, these, these puns, are they? <laughs> We're doing better than they are. Yeah, it should have came to us. On that night, actually, Stone Cold was barred from the arena by Eric Bischoff. Anyway, like Stone Cold's music interrupts the rock at some point. A big truck speeds down to the ring. Everyone's expecting Austin, but it's a hurricane. And Hurricane gets taken away by security. And then, what do you know? Hiding in the back of the truck was Austin, who attacks rock. Poor Hurricane was used as a pawn. And WrestleMania was the following week. What did Hurricane do there? Nothing. On the Raw after WrestleMania, he fights Triple H in the opening match. There was a, a fun, there was actually a fun bit at ringside with the Hurricane. It gives one of his masks to a kid, uh, you know, being a great babyface. And then Ric Flair, who who was managing Triple H at the time, just snatches the mask away from the kid and like legitimately makes him cry. Aww. <laughs> it's fucking awful. He still <laughs> like, got it, man. Dirty he's still got again. it. Like the kid's actually like, in his mother's arms, like crying. Like good God, like but ah, uh, wrestling. Anyway, it was a cool match. Hurricane he had a good showing, but there was a lot of flair interference. Triple H won, because of course he did. It's 2003, so it's classic Triple H capitalising on another upcoming star's popularity, You know, like he did with Booker T at WrestleMania the night before, like a fucking dementor. And uh, in the next week, Hurricane barely mentioned, didn't have a match or a segment. WWE never truly capitalised on him beating The Rock. And and he did go on to fun stuff, to be fair, but it was usually lower mid-card stuff, you know, especially when he was a hurricane. Uh, you mentioned earlier, he'd recruit Rosie as the shit, the SHIT, the superhero in training, which I thought was a good laugh, but, you know, um, but they, and, and they, they won the tag team titles. They'd add Stacey Keebler as their manager, as Super Stacey, but would then lose to Caden Murdoch uh, for the championships. Right, super Caden Murdoch. Super, Super Caden, Super Murdoch, yeah. In late 2005, Hurricane got attacked by Kurt Angle. A clip played the next week of Hurricane ripping off his own mask and he abandoned his tag team partner Rosie in a tag team match, sending him out there to, to fend off two opponents. He then appeared at the top of the ramp, out of costume, revealing himself to be Gregory Helms, who would spend most of his initial run on Sunday Night Heat. Fucking hey, hell. You gotta go so, somewhere. You gotta go somewhere, even if it's heat. I told you, heat's the best program. Yeah, this, this was it. This was the, 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 the kind of like the late kind of um, the dying embers of heat, um, wasn't it? It's two thousand, late two thousand, that'd be two thousand five actually. So yeah, like, there wasn't a heat any time after that, really. Probably wasn't a whole lot after that. So it's a good shit, you know. Enjoy it while you still have it. Wait, waiting to hear about um, Hurricane Rosie losing a, a, a handicap match handicap to match Sergeant Slaughter. To Slaughter. <laughs> 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 but no, WWE, they, they realised how, how fucking stupid they were eventually by giving Helms the Cruiserweight Championship and SmackDown, which he held for 13 months, the longest reign of the Cruiserweight Championship ever. It continued as Gregory Helms until 2008-2009, until he made his return as the Hurricane in the WWE's version of ECW, feuding with Paul fucking Burchill. There's a rebooking that needs done, but then got released in 2010. He continued on the independence. He went to TNA, Ring of Honor, uh, returned to WWE in the 2018 Royal Rumble, and then the 2021 Royal Rumble uh, recently. And that's us. That, that's a, that's the brief history of the Hurricane. So, personally, like I don't agree with him taking someone else's spot in the Rumble. Uh, as much as I love the guy, he's 46 now. Somebody else in the roster deserved that spot, but that's just my opinion. But ro- roll back to 2003, the week after he beat The Rock, Hurricane was so over. You know how at the start of Raw they do like a big camera sweep to to the crowd to show you how many people are there in the arena tonight? I swear to God, dude, like I saw... I, I swear to God, bro. I swear to God, bro. Uh, I, I, swear, I swear to God. It's <laughs> big pop up, bro. I swear to God. Swear, just put a big pop out on Austin, bro. <laughs> uh, put a pop out on the hurricane. We got Pope Hurricane Pope. <laughs> Sp- spontaneous Russo. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> We're getting better at the voices. 
Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> but my point was, <laughs> my point was that there was just there was so many like uh, hurricane signs in the crowd, like so many hurricane shirts. The guy was so popular, and 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 shame on WWE for not fully capitalizing on that. You know, I think it's overwhelmingly obvious that WWE had not only a superhero in the hurricane, but a superstar. And it could have been, you know, at least a major upper mid-carder in WBE, uh, at very least, as the Hurricane in, in 2003-2004, at very least. So, But anyway, is there anything you want to cover here, or should I spin a story on the Hurricane? I think you should reveal to everybody your a fantastic story about the Hurricane, because I'm excited to hear it. I know the Hurricane has been your favourite, or one of your favourites for a long time. And yeah. so I'm just like... I know you're gonna do it justice. You know what I mean. This is gonna be good. You guys are gonna you're gonna strap yourselves in. I don't know why you have straps on your like chairs and shit, but <laughs> you gotta be strap, careful. Yeah, just strap yourself in anyway because this is gonna be a fun ride. You can never be too safe. Go uh, get some straps. Yeah. Put yeah, them on. Get some straps. Strap the strap yourself in and and listen to the the rebooking of the hurricane in 2003, which I'm gonna tell you all about right now. Yeah, so you don't even have time to go get your straps. This <laughs> yeah, bit, you had your chance. us explaining the strap thing is your chance to go get your straps. So you better be back by now because we're starting this shit, all right? Yeah, exactly. You did, we're, what, 50 <laughs> minutes in this podcast? You had your chance to get your straps. Like, we're you not know, you've only this, yourself yeah. to blame. You know? We're not putting a strap timer on the, on the show. We're busy people. Yeah, that's your responsibility. Shit together, people. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rebook the hurricane. Let's do it. So yeah, as, as much as I love the, the SHIT superhero and training storyline with Rosie, Hurricane deserved better than that. And I think at this stage of his career, after feuding with The Rock, moving him into a tag team is a, a step backwards. So we need to get him into a feud to build a solid foundation of the Hurricane as a character that fans can believe in and cheer for. And then maybe we'll see if we can put gold around his waist as well. So for Hurricane's first feud after The Rock, my idea was to get someone who is, you know, just downright evil. You know, someone who could play a really good supervillain. And my first choice for that was William Regal because Ooh. I think he would be an incredible supervillain. But then I watched the Raws around this time, and unfortunately, Regal was out of an injury at this point. Uh, he he was actually tag champions for Lance Storm, but got replaced by Val Venus due to. Um, actually quite a serious illness it's when he had like the, the heart parasite or something he picked it up when WWE were on tour um poor guy but uh, definitely definitely a rebooking of him in the future without a doubt but anyway like i couldn't use regal you know at making kayfabe we tried to play with the pieces that WWE had at the time so to make it as realistic as possible to show you that you know to show you what actually could have been done so i watched i watched the raws uh, around the time and i was thinking you know who who could play a really good super villain. Like who's who's unhinged enough to play the villain to Hurricane's hero? Can I can I have a guess? Yes. Who is the most evil person on the WWE roster? You know the answer because we've talked about this. Who's the most evil person? It's not Kaintai. It's Funagi. <laughs> He's evil. Evil. He's the most evil one. Nobody else He's comes evil. out and talks about how evil they are. If That's somebody true. comes out, if all you ever hear one man talking about is how evil he is, he must be yeah. pretty fucking evil. Yeah, I've, I've no doubts that Fanaki is evil, but unfortunately, <laughs> Fanaki was on the roster this time. So <laughs> he's definitely evil. <laughs> he's, he can't, he can't no, take that away from him. He's an evil that. bastard. <laughs> I don't know why that got me. I don't know why. <laughs> I think actually you're you're gonna you're gonna you Dylan are absolutely gonna love who I've picked for this. You're you're gonna just shit your fucking breeks. I, I promise you. Raven. Um, no, but even better. Do you remember which cycle was hanging around with women's champion Victoria at the time? <gasps> you didn't. Oh, Bryce. Did you include Stevie Richards in a storyline? That's right, making his much anticipated return to the Making Cafe podcast. It's Stephen fucking Richards. Yay! Oh man, it's been too long. It was season one. It's, it's been a whole season. Yeah, it's been a whole season, and like it's about it's about. I'm just saying, it's about damn time. You know, it's yeah. about damn time we had Stephen Richards back in the podcast. So. Can I just say, I'm outraged to the fans 
for not requesting more Stevie Richards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have. Come it's on, been guys. the most requested thing, you know. When's Stevie Richards coming back, you know? Well, today's the day, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's about fucking time, so... Stephen Richards' character around 2003, and I guess Victoria's too, was that of a like completely like unhinged, deranged psychopath. Like you know, Victoria was a women's champion at the time, and and she'd be stroking her belt, like talking to it, and, and Stephen Richards would be like at her side, like fucking Gollum or something. Isn't that like a great pairing though? Oh That's yeah, yes, yeah. oh, such a great pairing. They they played the role so good. It's, it's something oh, that you know. I love Victoria. I think they're both great at what they do. And I'm like, you know, this is funny. Like, it's very, very occasionally the WWE get it right. Yeah. But if only they'd put the, kept the the pressure on that. Stevie Richards and Victoria could have been a part, like, that could have been fun. Yeah, yeah man. It, it, it was fun. And, like, they weren't around for too long, unfortunately. But it, it, it's great going back and watching these Raws to do research for the episode because you see so much shit that you just forgot about, you know? And, like, yeah, they were great together. Like, they just really played that cycle role really well. And, like, you know, and that led me to think, you know, perfect supervillains. So here's what we do we, we don't have The Rock attack the Hurricane the week after Hurricane beat him to get his own back. The Rock doesn't need to get his own back on the Hurricane. The Rock's right. about to go on and defeat Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania and then go fucking immediately into a feud with Goldberg. No one's going to give a fuck that he lost to the Hurricanes. Just just let the Hurricane have this one. The, the Rock doesn't need to get his own back or anything. Instead of The Rock attacking the Hurricane, you're going to get Steven Richards to do it. So, well, the Hurricane's wrestling Rodney back. Steven Richards is going to come down, interfere, uh, and beat the shit out of the Hurricane, leading to a DQ. It's going to be the same kind of assault, just throwing Hurricane around ringside, you know, maybe punch him in the dick once or twice, but with that <laughs> maniacal gone. look in his face, you got you got to put it in there. Um, <laughs> you cannot include the punch to the dick, but nah, you do like the, the, the maniacal kind of look in his face that he was always good at doing, and afterwards, Stephen Richards is going to get in the mic and cut a, a very brief promo, and he's going to say, there's no such thing as superheroes. You're a fraud, you're deceiving these people, but you ain't deceiving me. I'm smart, and when you come to after this beating I just gave you, you'll see that too. And that's the promo, and I know what you're thinking, maybe not what you're thinking, maybe what um, a first-time listener might be thinking, but, you know, oh, great idea, right? You want to make Hurricane a star, so have him go from Feudum of the Rock to Stephen fucking Richards. And that's they don't understand the beauty of Stephen Richards. They don't. They need to, they need to go back and listen to the Right to Censor episode. But he's incredibly yeah. talented. He actually really is. It, it, it would not even take the piss there. He is talented. Yeah. yeah, he is a talented guy. But yeah, and, and but that is exactly what we're going to do because the entire focus of this feud is going to be to build the Hurricane's character up and, and make sure that nobody switches the channel when Hurricane's on screen. Like really developing that that popularity with the fans and and yeah, Stephen Richards was like very lower mid card at the time, but you know, trust me here, like we're, we're going to show that the Hurricane can hold his own outside of you know the super charismatic Rock. By the way, after he cuts the promo on the Hurricane. After the beatdown, we're going to have him slip on something. So, like, maybe like a spilled drink or like a banana peel or whatever. Oh, the fuck. please make it a banana peel. You know a... you know me too much. Stevie Richards it's... and a banana peel spot? This is my favorite fucking it's ever. A, it's a classic, right? <laughs> so, all right, it's a banana peel. And it's going to be planted intentionally because naturally when, when Stephen Richards falls on his ass, the, the crowd are going to laugh at him. Like, just a bit of comedy, but, you know, it's going to tie into our story here. So... The reasoning behind Stephen Richards' attack is that while his partner Victoria has something to be proud of with her women's championship, Stephen doesn't. So he's he's constantly thinking that the world's laughing at him because he's the least successful one in the relationship and he's going to confirm that next week on Raw, where Stephen Richards comes out and shouts maniacally at a live crowd and he'll say, you know, I've heard you, I've heard you all laughing at me. You dare look down on me. You think because Victoria has gold and I am something to be laughed at? That's not right at all. So you know what I did? I took out your favourite guy, your phony superhero who you all love and idolise. That'll teach you for laughing at Stephen Richards. So like standard, standard heel booking right now, like nothing too fancy. But and then he steps up down and feel it's like damn I mean, it yeah, again. <laughs> like he cuts the greatest heel promo of all time. Like yeah, I yeah. fucking did it. And he steps whoop the wee slide whistle whoop. Like he's like ah oh, son of a bitch. 
Can you imagine, like, if, like, I don't know, like, if Austin cut the 316 promo yeah. and he just slipped in a banana peel afterwards? <laughs> Pipe on promo. Oh, banana peel. <laughs> oh, this is a fun episode. <laughs> we need to include more banana peels in our rebookings. Seriously. <laughs> so then... You know what we're going to get Hurricane to do um, because we're going to go, we're going all in with pushing this guy. So we're going to organise something special for the Hurricane. So you know how Sting used to kind of zip line to the ring. Hurricane's going to do the exact thing, like a superhero, uh, essentially like flying to the ring. But the cameras are, they're going to catch him just in time for Stevie Richards to sense his impending doom, um, which will give him enough time to escape. So Hurricane stares at the guys from inside the ring. Hurricane's got the microphone now and he says... You know, you think superheroes ain't real, then how do you explain that I just flew to the ring? You are a villain, Stephen, and the hurricane is going to make damn sure that none of your plans come to fruition. The eye of the hurricane is watching you, and the hurricane advises that you don't do anything stupid. So... The week after this is WrestleMania 19. Great WrestleMania, by the way, if anyone is stuck for something to watch next. Honestly, man, like th- this show had it all. It had Rock and Austin, it had Lesnar and Angle, Michaels and Jericho, Nathan Jones, you know, just an all-star <laughs> lineup, you know? That was a really good WrestleMania. That was really good. I can't think of a single thing that was wrong with that WrestleMania. <laughs> and then, bam, Nathan Jones. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> But what it also had was Victoria defending her women's championship against Trish Stratus and Jazz in a triple threat match. Remember Jazz? Hell yes. And Victoria, as we mentioned, uh, in a a storyline relationship with Stephen Richards at this point in time. Oh, I get By the way, complete sidebar. But this was when Victoria had her tattoo entrance theme. You know, all all the things she said. Uh, Um, Yes. And it wasn't in the network version. And I was so disappointed. (laughs) I fucking love that song. I bet they replaced it like the BWO theme or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was actually like a, it was like an instrumentalized version, but it's not the same. Like it has to be that. It has to be that. Version. Yeah. Like, that was a great song back in the day. But but that uh, maybe not your style, but I thought it was good. But anyway. Like video. Oh yeah, that's a very very weird video. Yeah, I remember that, like in the rain and that. But anyway, Hurricane he doesn't have a match at this WrestleMania, uh, and fair enough, I guess. Like it's hard to build a WrestleMania caliber match uh, in just two weeks, especially when the card's so stacked. I mean, fucking Nathan Jones, man. But seriously, I, I wouldn't advise getting Hurricane in a match with so little build. You know, but that doesn't mean we can't advance his story. So the hurricane, he told Stephen Richards that the eye of the hurricane is watching you. Don't do anything stupid. So Stephen Richards is going to do something stupid. He's going to come down to the ring during this women's title, you know, triple threat match to help his girl Victoria win her match. You know, not on the hurricane's watch. So t- towards the end of the match, we'll have Stephen Richards wander out uh, and try to throw a weapon or something to Victoria. But hurricane's going to stop him. He's going to foil Stephen Richards' plan and, and brawl to the backstage area with him or something basically to get him out of the way uh, and then so so Trish Stratus can win the women's title that night as she did in real life by the way like I've just noticed that I'm using Stevie and Stephen Richards like interchangeably through this episode um, yes they're two different people but, yeah it's not intentional but it will continue so <laughs> the way it is so, so suck yeah. it up that's the way it is like just deal with it like I told you to strap in um, yeah exactly we did. We warned you guys. We warned you guys. It's going to get real here. But so after after WrestleMania, you're going to get Victoria involved in the feud a little bit because Trish would basically go on to feud with Jazz at this point, which left Victoria with fuck all to do. So on Raw, we were going to see the re-debut of a character linked with the Hurricane. Maybe even two re-debuts technically, but the first is going to be Gregory Helms, but not Gregory Helms, the Cruiserweight Champion. Do, do, do you remember who Gregory Helms was before Hurricane Dix Damask and turned T1 and all of that? He was probably like the Hurricane's butler or something? It, it wasn't. It was a, it was a backstage interviewer. He was like uh, a, a journalist. 
ridiculous. Like it was, it was a hurricane, obviously without the mask and the makeup, you know. But yeah. you know, and that it was, it was heavily suggested that's who it was. You know, th- there was no doubt in the viewers' mind that hurricane. You know, um, you know, it's hurricane since you know hurricane superhero. You know, Gregory Helms, the backstage interviewer, was his day-to-day personality. Um, you know, Peter Parker, the Spider-Man, Bruce Wayne to Batman, Clark Kent, Superman, Gregory Helms, Stevie Richards to Stephen Richards. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like you, you catch my drift. So St- Stevie Richards and Victoria, they're 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 wandering backstage. They're pissed off. They're they're looking for Hurricane, who kind of threw a spanner in their plans the previous night at WrestleMania, uh, and then out of nowhere. Gregory Helms, he thrusts a microphone into Stephen Richards' face to interview him about this mystery man known as the Hurricane. And and Richards, like, obviously knows exactly who Gregory Helms is. You know, he flips out, he starts cursing at the Hurricane. I know who you are, you ain't fooling me, what do you think I am, stupid? You know, but Victoria, also a crazy psycho, uh, is going to try and interrupt and start complaining that this poor interviewer, Gregory Helms, cost her the women's title last night. And Stephen Richards pushes her back, though, and saying, hey, yeah, you know, I've got beef with this guy, not you. And, and that leads to Stephen Richards and Victoria arguing, which, you know, gives Gregory Helms time to fl- slip away. And while they're distracting each other, he goes off screen, changes into his hurricane costume, and then flies back in to challenge Stephen Richards' So, you know, he dares, he dares Richards to hit him, you know, and Hurricane, you know, Hurricane wouldn't hit somebody without provocation or without them undertaking any wrongdoing uh, because he's a superhero with integrity. And Richards isn't happy about it, but, you know, he backs down and, and he continues to argue with Victoria as they walk away. Stephen Richards hates the Hurricane at the stage. He's become a real foreign in Stephen's sight. The next week on Raw, Stephen Richards and Victoria are going to challenge the Hurricane to a mixed tag match where the men fight the men and the women fight the women. But, oh no, the Hurricane doesn't have any female companionship. What are we going Steve, to do? What can we do? Hmm. I can't figure this out. There's yeah. nobody, uh, no females associated with Hurricane Helms that I can think of. Steve, Stevie Richards and Victoria, they, they come to the ring, to, to the sound of uh, tattoos, all the things she said, fuck yeah. And then uh, the hurricane comes out, and of course, like the, the bastard he was they are, they start mocking him. Poor little hurricane hasn't got any friends, uh, that kind of stuff. And that is until Hurricane's tag team partner makes her entrance. This opens up the perfect opportunity to reintroduce the greatest sidekick of all time, Mighty Molly. So Mighty Molly and the Hurricane, they easily dispose of Victoria and Stephen Richards and they celebrate in the ring afterward, you know, reunited and it feels so good. And this, like, this is pissed Stephen Richards off to no extent. You know, he feels the crowd laughing at him again. Victoria is not the women's champion anymore, but now they're laughing at Stephen Richards because the Hurricane constantly has his number. You know, Stephen Richards is is dying for revenge. He he needs revenge in the Hurricane. He needs to stop the laughter of the crowd. So, Backlash is the next pay per view after WrestleMania. In real life, this featured The Rock versus Bill Goldberg, but crucially, no Nathan Jones, so it didn't draw anywhere <laughs> as near as much as WrestleMania 19 did. Was he already gone by this point? I think he fucked off back to Australia at that point. <laughs> uh, gone. Dude, listen, we all made fun of him, but that guy fucking appeared at WrestleMania and got paid a shit ton of money for it, and then pissed off back home. We would all do that too. I ain't going <laughs> yeah. on the road with those fuckers, but I'll take a WrestleMania payday any day of the week. Yeah, fair play. Actually, he's he's um he's still fucking useless, but you know. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, God. exactly. And again, further proof of how that guy fucking useless. And yet, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still managed to do it. Like, fair fair play, dude. You know. Yeah, fair, fair fucks to him. Actually, yeah, you can't you can't um you can't knock it. You can't knock the hustle. But aye, anyway, uh, this show uh, in our rebooking is also going to feature Stevie Richards versus a Hurricane in their final battle. But to, to spice things up for the final battle, on the on the Raw before Backlash, Stephen and Victoria are, are going to get their own back in the hurricane. They're, they're going to play a bit of mind games with them because the heels need to have something on their baby face because otherwise it would make a boring story. So during the Raw before Backlash, first of all, they're going to find Hurricane backstage and, and they're going to beat him up a little, you know, a sneak attack kind of thing. They just need to incapacitate him for a little bit for what's coming next. Uh, shortly after this, there's going to be a, a one-on-one match. It's going to be Mighty Molly versus, um, I, I, I don't know, who, who was in the women's roster in 2003, who wasn't really that important. Um, 
fuck it, J- Jackie Gaeta, and the greatest wrestler of all time. Oh, anyway, <laughs> funny, funny how I couldn't. I was like legitimately trying to think of like who who would be good, who be a good wrestler, and then you're like, oh, okay, I didn't. I just named the best one, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we've all seen that match. Anyway, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, we've all yes. seen it. Yes, we have. So the, the match, uh, it's barely got started, uh, and Stephen Richards and Victoria are going to come down to the ring. They're going to trap Mighty Molly. Victoria's going to throw Jackie Gaeta out the ring, and, and she's going to beat Mighty Molly up. Well, Stephen Richards is holding Molly back or something, you know, two-on-one assault. Hurricane's been beaten up backstage. Dude's maybe unconscious. He doesn't have a clue what's going on. And then Mighty Molly's night goes from bad to worse because Stephen Richards, he's got a rope. Uh, he gets a rope from under the ring and he's going to wrap it around Mighty Molly, you know, trapping her arms to her side. And then Stephen Richards and Victoria, they're going to carry Molly through the crowd and out of the arena. They have kidnapped Mighty Molly. And now at Backlash... Hurricane really has something to fight for. You know, he's got his he's got a free sidekick from the evil grasp of Stephen Richards and Victoria. You know, it's a storyline with a, a superhero-esque vibe to it, which, and I don't know about you, but I think it's perfect for a character who is a superhero. Just my two cents. We we get to backlash and like I wrote this down. Like I, I, I won't lie to you, man. Like I, I was so fucking tempted to go full Russo with this and <laughs> just do a Mighty Molly and a pole match, but I'm not oh. gonna. I realised how perfect bro. it is. Sorry, but bro. 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 No, don't call me. No, Vince Russo, no. This doesn't work for me, go. brother. <laughs> Never go full Russo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, at, at, the top of the, at the top of the show, at the top of Backlash, you're, you're going to have a video of Stephen Richards and Victoria backstage in a dark room with, you know, poor Mighty Molly tied to a chair. And Stephen Richards, he's going to speak to the camera. He's going to address the hurricane. And he says, So, it is time for our final battle, Hurricane. You've been a thorn in my side for a long time now. And as much as I hate to say it, you've always had the upper hand. But now I, Stephen Richards, have the upper hand. I am pulling the strings now. Somewhere in the arena tonight, I've got your little friend here, Mighty Molly. If you want her back, you're going to have to find her. But there may be a couple of things that make that task a little bit more difficult for you. One, if you do make it to her, you're going to have to get through me. And two, you might not even make it close to her because I've hired some third party help to assist me in ending your career tonight, Hurricane. I'd say see you soon, but that might not be likely. Then because we're going, you know, full full corny superhero movie, maybe you have like Mighty Molly screaming, you know, help me, Hurricane, help me. You know, as we go to whatever the first match was that night. Um, she she tied up on the railway tracks? Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> she, like, let's go full, full old school movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, the first match that night was actually Scott Steiner versus Rico. Um, random, right? What uh, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> where'd that come from? <laughs> For a moment... In my heart, I wish you'd had said Scott Steiner versus Reno. Oh, but it was never, it was not to be, unfortunately. It was so close, man. So close. Like, how'd you, how'd you go in there? It starts with R and ends in O, and you know, it's, it's, it's very close. <laughs> it's, but... it's basically the same. What's the difference? Yeah, two letters, that's nothing. It's just so... the same person. <laughs> so yeah we're going to do something we're going to do something different with this match like to, to really set this this aside from other matches we're, we're going to have this this battle in segments through backlash and we're basically going to tell the story of hurricane's quest to find the sidekick mighty molly and free her from the clutches of that creepy bastard stephen richards and, and that might sound confusing but but really all it's going to be is hurricane and and, and various sections of the backstage area like you know at one point he'll be in the parking lot, then he'll be in catering, maybe the boiler room. Like I'm, I'm really just picturing like every backstage area in the Ultimate versus Raw games, to be honest. But he'll it, be looking for Mighty Molly in these areas. However, to add a twist to things, with every new area he goes to find Mighty Molly, he's gonna encounter a Stephen Richards grunt. Yes, a grunt which will essentially just be like some random dude from Ohio Valley Wrestling, like WWE's developmental territory at the time. But essentially, they're going to be there to stop the hurricane finding Stephen Richards and Mighty Molly. Again, like another superhero-esque thing, you know, having those grunts there to stop the hero getting to the main boss. 
And like at, at this stage, like I've always been having like so much fun with writing the story. I, I'm imagining what I'm imagining is like if if Hurricane is on like the parking lot looking for Mighty Molly, you're gonna get this like seven foot tall dude dressed as a mechanic trying to beat him up, you know? Or like if he's in catering, like maybe you've got like a chef or something who's gonna try and kick his ass. If he's in the boiler room, like I don't know, like some someone creepy down there will get to him. I don't know, like Viscera. Mankind. Mankind, yeah, why not? Mankind. So, but but eventually, as we're getting through the show, Hurricane is going to find the room where Stephen Richards is keeping Mighty Molly. He's going to find the room. A referee is going to appear for the False Count Anywhere match, and then him and Stephen Richards are going to brawl through the room. You know, old school hardcore title style with everything. You know, with them throwing themselves through walls, using random weapons against each other, everything until eventually the Hurricane choke slams Stephen Richards through the table and gets a one, two, three. The Hurricane has defeated Stephen Richards in their final battle. He frees his sidekick Mighty Molly, they embrace, uh, and the crowd goes crazy. Hurricane has saved his sidekick from the evil Stephen Richards. He is the ultimate babyface. And that, that's the end of that feud. So, yeah, so, some might have thought that going from The Rock to Stephen Richards is a massive downgrade. And, and, and maybe in some ways it is. But, you know, if you can tell yeah. a good story, um, you know, it's, it's, it's at least on par. Uh, but, you know, it, if you can tell a good story and give it airtime on WWE TV, on Raw or whatever, I don't think it's a downgrade. You know, the storyline, it would have been perfect cementing the Hurricanes overness because I... I it's at a time where he was at his most popular in the crowd. The crowd wanted to cheer him. The crowd have never wanted to cheer Stephen Richards, uh, apart from when he's in the BWO. And, and, it's, true. And then, it's true. Yeah, yeah, man. And he was always he was mainly a heel for his whole career. But crucially, like the storyline is completely relevant to Hurricane's character. It's it's a superhero storyline for a superhero character. And I think that would have worked. Um, maybe even better than with Stephen Richards and with the who originally planned it with William Regal. So now, by the way, this this would be the perfect launching pad for something that I am honestly baffled that WWE never did. So baffled, because to me it's so obvious, and to me it, it's, it's so obvious that I'm, I'm actually convinced they never did it because they didn't want Hurricane to be a megastar. T- tell me, Dylan, where do you read about superheroes? In a superhero comic book. Yeah, in a comic book, exactly. I mean, fucking hell, how obvious is that? It's pretty, it's like the most straightforward fucking thing they could have done. Literally, it actually is. He's a superhero. He doesn't (laughs) have a comedy book. It was, it was, oh man, it was, it was well within WWE's like capabilities to like commission an artist and a writer to make a Hurricane comic book. Seriously. Yeah. And then they could promote it on their fucking show. Yeah, and sell it and make money. It's so fucking obvious. You wouldn't even need to hire a writer. Like you can just, you know, use one of your your own creative team members. Like do the Stevie Richards back. thing, but in a comic book form. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, what like we say, it? unlike Nathan Jones, it would sell. <laughs> you know, too. So <laughs> especially after. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, especially after beating the Rocks, though. Like, and any Andy's feud with Stephen Richards. So like. I'm not going to go into much to it, but at some point in this story, Hurricane should get his own comic book. It just makes sense. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to start wrapping up, but from here, I feel that you have to keep Hurricane driving forward. And you can do a few things with that, but for me personally, I think now would be the time to get Hurricane to focus on adding some singles gold to his collection. So, you know, he's got a pinfall victory over The Rock, he's just had a fun feud with Stephen Richards, where he's turned out to be the ultimate babyface. It's time to wrap some gold around that waist. Not the hardcore title, not even the European title. We're going to get the Hurricane involved with the Intercontinental Championship. So, on May 18th, 2003... In real life, there was a battle royale at Judgment Day to determine the new Intercontinental Champion. The championship uh, had actually been unified by Eric Bischoff the previous year, with Triple H defeating Kane to unify the belt of his World Heavyweight Championship, because of course he fucking did. But the title was vacant, and it was being decided in said battle royale. Um, In fact, any guesses on who won it? Oh, and when was this? 2003? 2003, 2003, yeah. 2003, oh. 2003. That's a good one. What if I said, yeah, well done. Whoa, yes! Um, There you (laughs) go. Fucking down. 
and for for me, like Christian is the perfect opponent for an up and coming hurricane. You know, exactly. he, he dances on that line very nicely between like goofy and legit, and he's he's a great follow up from the Stephen Richards feud because well because a he's got credibility, b he's a heel champion who people love to hate, c uh, it would show Hurricane climbing that ladder rather than being like forced into the main event spot after his feud with The Rock. And uh, I do, I suppose, like Hurricane and, and Christian would have some bloody good matches. So I'd have them feud for a month and then have Hurricane face Christian at Bad Blood in uh, 2003, which was June 15th. Believe it or not, Hurricane wasn't even on that card anyway in real life, which kind of shows you what they were doing with him at the time. Yeah, you can't believe it exactly. And you know, I'd have Hurricane being Christian for the Intercontinental Championship. After he wins, he could cut a big babyface promo where he says something like, you know, I'm now the Intercontinental Champion. I'm not just looking after America anymore. It's my responsibility to look after the whole world, all the continents. And, you know, have him, have him swear to, to rid the world of evil one bad guy at a time, like a superhero. And, and down the line, like, you, you could do so much with a hurricane. Like, ha- have him hold the Intercontinental title for a while if you want. There's plenty of, of mid to upper mid-carders for him to feud with. On Raw in 2003, you had, you know, Matt Hardy, Lance Storm, Chris Jericho, Raven, you mentioned. You know, and, and all, all those guys, they could have a good feud with a hurricane. Stick him in another main event feud if you want. He could hold his own with Evolution, Booker T, whoever. The guy is as versatile as he come, and like maybe he does end up in that feud with William Regal down the line. And something I've not, something I've actually not mentioned much today actually is the Hurricane. I mean, fucking hell, man, he really is like a massively underrated guy in the ring. Uh, you know, I, I don't hear people talk about Hurricanes about in the ring. Like, I think it's very common knowledge that he was a dab hand in a match, but the guy was so great for innovating moves. You know, it was it, it was like Chris Canyon. Like, he's had a, the biggest and like most varied moveset in the world to the point where, actually, I've taken influence from him in my own wrestling career. I, I'm still a trainee as I speak today, but, you know, fuck the pandemic. But my, my two finishing moves are the Shining Wizard, the Hurricane does, and the Choke Slam. So, you know, he's influenced me massively, and, like, I doubt I'm the only one. I thought what, your finishing move was a thumb to the eye. I mean, no, that's my signature move. I thought you, your finishing move was a good old dick kick. Yeah, it's a signature move. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's Bryce's signature. Every time you see it on TV, you're like, that's my move. <laughs> the thumb to the eye. I <laughs> kick people in the dick. Come on, man. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna, who am I going to... Maybe I got a call to get some gimmick infringement around here. Maybe I got a kick in the dick to get some gimmick infringement here, but but yeah, he's he's massively influential, like I said, and like uh, yeah, he just boy boy deserved better. I, I was I was thinking of um, it was another few things that came up in my mind for the story, but you know, one thing I've always always wanted to play with as well, and I might just do this in future, but is a hurricane as a heel, you know, a super villain, like not Gregory Helms, evil cruiserweight champion, that the hurricane and he's turned to the dark side, but that's a story for another day. Like regardless, you could run with babyface hurricane for the longest time. The guy. He'd be a merch selling machine, as we talked about earlier. You know, he's got a cool mask. He had cool T-shirts. I had a Hurricane T-shirt when I was a kid. And because he's a fucking superhero, he's perfect for the kids who who are growing up wrestling. And, you know, I know that's why I gravitated towards him. So anyway, that was my rebooking of the Hurricane. That's the story. Mm. All right. Let me, uh, let me like the, some things down with you, Bryce. Let me, be, let me be honest with you. Really fucking like that. <laughs> I really did. Like, there was a lot in there that I really enjoyed. Obviously, number one and two, Stevie Richards and Slipknot Banana Peel. Two of my favorite <laughs> things in the world. I I don't know how you worked that in there, but that's mwah, perfect, right? <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Like, this is, like you said, this would totally get over with kids, right? It's yeah. silly, but not beyond the, the realms of possibility, right? Yeah. It's just these two guys, you know, one of them really thinks he's a superhero, and, you know, Stevie Richards is mentally insane or whatever. You know, he had that, that whole angle where he was crazy. So I'm like, well, this this totally works. And the problem they have with like a guy like the Hurricane who can get over and people will want to see him. The problem is if you don't, like we've said this all the time, if you don't put him on TV, people forget about them. All yes. you got to do, keep the pressure on it, right? People were saying, oh, it's a downgrade from going to the rock to Stevie Richards doesn't matter. Now Stevie Richards and the hurricane are getting TV time, pay-per-view time. Yep. This is important. They got eyes on them. Right. And now that they've got eyes on them, then you can introduce the comic book. And, uh, I also think that like, they kind of dropped the ball with the hurricane in regards to like, 
he makes the most sense as a character. Yeah. yeah. The, he absolutely makes the most sense in a wrestling world as a character because what is the wrestling world full of? Fucking evil villains, right? Yeah. So, exactly. like, why not have the hurricane? Remember, you had the APA. They were always pounding ass, right? But <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Oh, yeah, oh, I remember. Remember that T-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always pounding ass. He got me good. But like, why not have Hurricane as like, um, you know, a hero for hire? And then you could have him. Like, yeah. he could see all of the bad stuff going on. He's like, it's my duty. As, so like he would like weave, you know how like our truth these days pops in and out of storylines because because his gimmick is that he's crazy. Well, like yeah. what if Hurricane Helms' gimmick was that he was always trying to stop bad guys? So he would just kind of cross storylines, like a like a super villain like crossover story in the mm-hmm. comics. Like you know maybe the Rock needs a hand beating Triple H this week. Well, the Hurricane's gonna assist him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could have him do all this shit. I just keep him on TV and people would love him. Mate, just endless, endless possibilities with the hurricane. Like he's just a, he is a, a versatile character. He's somebody he can't help but enjoy because he's just a, he's just a, a, a superhero, isn't he? He's a crazy, yeah. crazy, goofy superhero who you know is fucking awesome in the ring, does cool moves, and like he, he, he would, completely, he he completely leads into his character. He would get yeah. up perfectly with the kids like that. If if they're trying to do like a proper like show, you want to have your gritty, realistic storylines in the main event. But there's no harm in having a fun like storyline like that in your in your mid card, so the kids can yeah. come and watch that bit. Like, and they'll love the hurricane. This anybody with a mask. Yeah, they love that exactly. shit. Why would and you like, drop they, the ball in this? Yeah, I, I don't even know if they sold the masks either. Like, they, they fucking should have sold the exactly. masks. Exactly. Like, you said like, the it, fucking like I said, you, yeah. The kid who got so pissed off at Eric Bischoff for fucking taking the mask off of him. Yeah, and like bloody hell. I mean, uh, like I said, I had a I had a hurricane shirt as a kid like i, I love that shirt and it's um you know it's if if i was i mean how would i been? i would have been like uh 11 or 12 years old or something when i was watching the hurricane and just it was my favorite wrestler at the time and you know just because it like it like all the things i mentioned there he's just he's just cool as fuck when you're a kid you know and like just, even when you're even when you're older as well you know he's still when you get older you start to appreciate that you know not only is a cool is he a cool character but he's a really good wrestler as well you know and yeah. just yeah it's a they dropped the ball big time with this one i i, I would go on record and say that the hurricane after his feud with the rock was one of wdb's biggest missed opportunities ever and um, because they could have done so much for, with the dude. except for stevie richards Apart from that, obviously. But, and Nathan you know, Jones. <laughs> that goes about saying, both of them. Oh, good times. Anyway, really good storyline. I liked it. Cheers, um, man. I yeah. appreciate that. And good stuff. But that's it. Like, but, but, we've, we've said this a billion times. You don't have to have a storyline where somebody wins a heavyweight title because people don't get over that way. Yeah. You, but you put Hurricane on, on TV with a fun storyline. That's how he's going to get over it. All right, I say it's time for everyone's favorite game, Kayfabe Tombola. What do you think? I am very on board. I hope that we're going to get a lot of Stevie Richards suggestions. Oh, have I got good news for you? Oh, then they never, nobody ever does the Stevie Richards anymore. I mean, yeah, you've, you've had, you've had your, had your fair share yeah. of Stephen Richards today. Um, I've been spoiled. I, I really have been spoiled with my Stevie Richards goodness. I couldn't eat another bite. No, not one more bite. So I'm full. Kayfabe Tombola is a game we play when there, 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 there's four random wrestlers numbered 1 to 4 and four wacky scenarios lettered A to D. The co-host for the episode, which is Dylan today, will give a number letter combination and then he'll have 60 seconds to spin the greatest wrestling storyline of all time with the selections he's been given. Mm-hmm. It's always a good laugh. Would you believe that we have another listener submitted Kayfabe Tombola? I can't believe it. Yeah. It's, I, can't, I can't believe it. I, I, don't, I don't believe it. I don't it. believe it. <laughs> Not believe it. Uh, I just wanted to quickly thank everyone who has sent K15 Bola suggestions in to be featured in the show. If you sent one in, please don't worry. We will get to you and uh, we will feature your K15 Bola suggestions. You know, we do these one at a time uh, and we'll do them in the order they get sent in. So if you're, if you're not on this week's show, trust me, your, your time to shine is coming soon. But... This week's Kayfabe Tombola is submitted by listener Connor Cooper. He actually he, he hosts his own fantasy booking podcast, um, which I want to give a, a big shout out to because he really does write solid stuff. It's called Wrestling With Fiction. 
And one of uh, one of Connor's most recent episodes is something that you, my friend, will actually love because it imagines what would happen if a Pokemon trainer entered the wrestling business. And like, I don't want to give too much away, but it involves Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio and Lucario. So, you know, it's, it's worth checking out. Um, you know, he also does like fancy bookings on um, what it would be like if an Among Us character entered the wrestling business and what it would be like if Santa entered the wrestling business. Santa's uh, some... already been in the wrestling business. Well, he has. Yeah, he's, he's a hardcore champion or something, right? Santa's been in the business a long time. And evil Santa Claus has also been in the business. Oh, I remember Bob's Mahoney, right? Yeah, it's that, that Santa was, Claus. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's that's going to be, spoiler alert, that's going to be Price's next uh, episode. <laughs> Bob's Mahoney as evil Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Christmas Day special, that is. Like. Bob's Mahoney comes out and he slips on a banana skin. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, the, that's it. That's the show. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he does he does um, cool rebookings uh, on, on proper wrestlers too, like carrying cross and stuff. So, but yeah, kayfabers, if you like making kayfabe, go and give wrestling with fiction a try. Connor deserves a you know a wider audience for the work he puts in, in the show. Give him a chance. You know, you can find him at Connor the Cooper on Twitter. That's at Connor the Cooper on Twitter. Anyway, we have Connor's kayfabe tumble to get to. So, Dylan, could you give me your number letter uh, combination for today's kayfabe tumble? Don't let me down, Connor. You better, you better do me right <laughs> with this one, buddy. I, I, I can't wait to hear the what kind of monstrosity I'm gonna be in for this week. <laughs> but I'm gonna go for, but play it safe, top of the board. I'm gonna go for one A, or one A1. A one. Yeah, right one. Yeah. one A or A one. Okay, right at the top of the board. So, do I know who you could have had? Please. So, who you could have had, but you didn't get was Tyson Tomko. Okay. You didn't get Tyson Tomko. Hmm. You could have had... <laughs> you love this one. You could have had Heidenreich. Oh, man. You didn't get Heidenreich. Oh, he's creeping... I feel like he's going to be one... You know, we're going to end up with him sooner rather than later. He's, <laughs> he's one a, of those ones. He's, he's, he's kind of scouring around in the Kayfabe Tombolas, isn't he? He's like a Kayfabe Tombola meme at this stage. Yeah. Because we've not picked him yet. But you didn't get Heidenreich. You also didn't get Bo Dallas. Okay. Oh, remember okay. Bo Dallas? Yeah, remember no, what happened to him? Yeah, whatever happened to him? Do you want to know who thought... he did get? Oh yeah, shoot. Who he did get was and uh, this is this is a this is an outside the box one, but you got Kip Sabian from AEW. Okay. The guy who got married just uh, last yeah. week at Venom. It was a it was a hell of a wedding. <laughs> All right, I'm familiar with Kip Sabian. All right. So, for situations, you could have got... <laughs> these are actually very good, by the way, but... Uh, so, you could have got Kip Sabian is handcuffed to Brock Lesnar for three months by accident. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You didn't get that. You, you could have got Kip Sabian starts a sandwich-themed cult that takes over Raw. Ooh, that would have been fun to try and figure out in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, that yeah, one. That, Ooh. The, okay. The, the, the sandwich, you didn't pick it this time, but the sandwich cult is coming back if you don't That's pick this. That's coming back with Heidenreich in the next episode, will you see? Yeah. You also could have got Kip Sabian becomes addicted to Slim Jims in order to appease the ghost of Macho Man that has begun to haunt him. Okay. Uh, there's a lot to unpack with that one, so I'm kind of glad. <laughs> it's it's just a Macho Man ghost story, dude. It's, it's standard, you know? It's, it's a standard, you know, storyline. It's, you know, boy falls in love with girl, superhero avenges, you know, the death of a friend. Macho Man ghost. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, classic. Do you want to know what you did get? Yep, yeah, that would help. You, they, they would help for the K15 Bola. So <laughs> you got Kip Sabian yeah. discovers that he is Billy Gunn's long lost brother. And embarks on a journey to find him. He doesn't have to go too far. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, so he's, he discovered that he's Billy Gunn's long lost brother. Yeah. And goes long, and to find him. Okay. Does, does this mean that Kip Sabian is Bart Gunn? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe he is. But who knows? Okay. But are you, are you, you happy with that? I mean, let's just see what happens, shall we? Yes, let, let's see what like like we always do with Kip Tombola. Let's see what happens. Let's see what what shapes <laughs> sixty seconds, right? <laughs> uh. All right. So 
this has a this, this has a potential to be a, a Cape Houston bowler all time great. So mm. I'm going to count down from three, and you're going to tell me all about Kip Sabian uh, discovering that he is Billy Gunn's long lost brother and embarks on a journey to find him. So I'm going to count down three, <sighs> two, <laughs> one, embark on that journey. Ah, uh, so Kip Sabian is a wrestler for Ollie Wrestling, and he's like goes to the bar one day because he's getting married to Penelope Ford and he's like I'm so nervous and he meets this mysterious guy at the bar and the mysterious guy at the bar is like nah, I'm going to tell you some news Kip Sabian that'll shake you to the core you, Billy Gunn is your brother here's the results here's a picture of you guys whenever you were kids and you forgot all about it because of trauma and he's like oh whoa, fuck I remember now god damn <laughs> Billy Gunn was always my brother I gotta go find him where is Billy Gunn and the mysterious stranger is like you're gonna have to go a long way to find Billy Gunn you gotta go to Nepal and then um um, Somalia and all the other countries that I can't remember. So Kip Sivian goes on this trip around the world and then he comes back months later and he's all haggard and he's got malaria and he's like, what the hell, Mysterious Stranger? Why did I do that? And it turns out the Mysterious Stranger was Billy Gunn all along. He's like, it was me. I told you to go away so that I would get married to Penelope Ford while you were away looking for me. And oh, no. so now, uh, because we're brothers, <laughs> Penelope Ford is now your like sister-in-law. So <laughs> how do you like that, Mapples? <laughs> Kip Sabian is like, I don't like apples. I don't, that's not cool. And now he's called <laughs> Kip Gunn, I guess, right? Kip Gunn. What yeah. a terrible name. Kip Gunn, yeah. Kip Gunn. Wasn't, Kip Gunn. Wasn't, wasn't Billy Gunn called like Kip something in, in TNA, if I remember right? Oh, uh, he, was, he was Monty. No, his name Monty. is Monty Sop, isn't it? So he was Kip. Ah. He would have been Kip James, was he? Aye, something like that, yeah. Oh, like, no. B, no, uh, Road Dog was BG James. So it was like Kip. Uh, Kip James, know, Kip, probably was it Kip James? Oh, were they the James, the James boys? I'm gonna have James to. boys, <laughs> the James boys. <laughs> I'm Kip Gunn. I've got to, I've got to look this up. Two wee seconds. Let's see. Um, Billy Gunn. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, Kip, Kip Gunn, Kip, Kip, and Kip I'm gonna slambery you. Slambery. You know what? You know what I found. Uh, you know what I found funny. Like you said, uh, here's a picture of you when you're kids, and like <laughs> Kip Sabian's like twenty, and Billy Gunn's like fifty five or something. So, like, <laughs> so. <laughs> I forgot. How is that possible? <laughs> it's just a picture of like Billy Gunn. Like he's photoshopped his own head onto a child's head, and like, look, <laughs> this is you and me. And the Kip Sabian's like, well, that's all the proof I need. Or it's just like Kip Sabian and Mr. Ass or something like just <laughs> Kip Ass, Kip Ass, Kip Ass, yeah, Kip Ass, yeah, Kip Ass. <laughs> All right, once again, thanks to Connor Cooper from the Wrestling with Fiction podcast for submitting that one. Check out his show, all podcast apps, and follow the guy on Twitter at Connor the Cooper. And that closes the book on our rebooking of the hurricane. So thanks for listening to the show, guys. As always, we really appreciate you downloading Making Kayfabe, reviewing Making Kayfabe, and and just overall, we're delighted that we can entertain you guys. Uh, it's a crazy, it's a crazy old world out there right now. But if we can provide you with an hour or so of entertainment, then then we've done our job. So if you're a new listener, thanks for checking us out. This was our 25th rebooking, which means there's 24 wow. plus bonus episodes. Yeah, right. 24 plus bonus episodes in our back catalogue find out how making kayfabe would have booked otis winning money in the bank or sandman in wwcw drew mcintyre's first wwe run right to censor if you, you need to do, get exactly. more exactly like after, after today's episode if you haven't heard it already you gotta go back and listen to that right to set why are these guys so high on stevie richards go back and listen to the right to censor <laughs> you, you don't understand it <laughs> it'll change your life <laughs> it was life-changing it really was and yeah, just, just very quickly, I want to give thanks to our, our long-term listeners as well. Like, you, you know, it's something that doesn't get said enough, but you folks who are always listening to our show every week, um, you know, engaging with us on Twitter, taking part in the guessing games for the next episode review, all of that, like, I mean, it's we fucking appreciate it so much. Like, mm-hmm. every single time I see a Twitter notification pop up, you know, it's, it's hard to put into words, but it makes my day, man. And uh, our, our listener base are so fucking cool, like... I'm never going to be able to name all of you, but, you know, Swinburneian, uh, Matt from Kayfabe Crunch, Groucho, Andy McEwen, Deku Slate, Kelly, Dougbag, Jamie McNally-Jones, Kyle MacArthur, Lewis Edwards, uh, James Finneran, Dan and Sam from The Sweet Chimwag, Paco, Kevin Molnar, 
Ezekiel, Chris Johnson, just everybody else. Like, I, I, I'm really sorry I can't name everybody, but that, that was a fair view. But please, uh, please just know that your, your ongoing support is appreciated as as we kind of grow our show. You know, did one of that? We think we're, we're we've got something cool here um, that that a lot of wrestling fans might enjoy, and it's a hell of a journey we're going on. But we're never going to forget the people who were with, with us from the very start, who who stick with us every week because you know and, and interact with us. So yeah, love you guys. Thanks for being awesome. Whew. Anyway, wow, I wasn't expecting all that to come out. You got all um, emotional, fu- guys. Fu- that's full of that's emotion true. after that hurricane rebooking. Exactly. Uh, but... Well, that's what Stevie Richards does to a person. That's what it does. This makes you feel, man. Just makes you feel right inside, you know. But you can follow us on Twitter at Making Kayfabe. You can email us at makingkayfabe at gmail.com. Right, right now in Scotland, you know, it's snowing. Uh, we just, me and my partner, we just built a snowman. You need to wrap up warm. Um, as it happens, we have the perfect thing to help you do that, which is the Making Kayfabe t-shirts, which you can get at makingkayfabe.redbubble.com. And hey, if you don't have the money right now, that's absolutely fine. Um, you know, uh, just, just leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. It really helps us out. It, it keeps us in the, the all-important podcast charts. It gets new eyes on our show. So so if you could leave us a five-star review, we would thank you kindly, good sir. And next or week... Or madam. Or madam. But next week, my, my good friend Dylan will be back in the hot seat with another kick-ass rebooking. Have you got a little teaser for what you're going to be covering next week? Uh, yes, I do. It's going to be a little blast from the past, and I know all of our rebookings are technically blasts from the past, but it, mm, the storyline I'm going to be doing next week may or may not reference a storyline that we've already seen on Making Oh my it. god. And it's right not, to it's not right to censor part two. <laughs> we but just trust lost me, listener. Boy, I don't know, I don't know if I could... Like where do you go from there? I fucking nailed yeah, it. You that, know? that that story had its had its perfect conclusion. Like you, you can't go, you can't go. Roller coaster of emotions. I can't go back through that again. But this no. is going to be something that the fans have actually requested. People seem very interested in it, and we're gonna give the people what they want. And if you want to know what that is, you're gonna have to tune into next week. Also, yeah. make sure you stick around the Twitter page. You'll be able to get a couple of clues. Oh yeah, we'll we always have a little few, few clues going out in the Wednesday night, as always, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah, alright, um, new listeners, veteran listeners, once again, thanks for all your support, you are all officially sexy awesome. We're Yay. out here for now, but we'll get sexy awesome, gotta drop it in there. We're out here for now, but we'll see you next week for another fun edition of Making Kayfabe. Goodbye.